everybody, and welcome to the world's favorite youth baseball podcast, Clearing the Bases, with Coach Jimmy, Phil, and Jerry. I'm David Friedman. I want to thank you for coming along this ride with us. How are we doing today, Coach? Doing good, Dave. Now it's winter time. Okay, today <laughs> was cold. Yeah, yeah. We had. Uh, we're up in. For those of you that uh, haven't listened all along or don't know, we're up in uh, upstate New York. And we had a couple of days this week where I think it almost touched 60 degrees. And uh, now we're down in the 20s and teens coming up this week. So, yeah, we're finally in uh, true winter. Yeah, but the good thing is that it's Christmas time. It I is mean, it's supposed Christmas to be cold. Time. Yes, yes, indeed. We'll see if we get any of that white fluffy stuff coming down soon. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. So what's uh, what's been going on in your world? What's your how's your off season week and a half going? Yeah, really not much going on. A couple of college coaches camps that have been going on the last couple of weeks. So I've been over there rubbing elbows with some of the college coaches, trying to pick their brain a little bit and see what they're looking for, how we could get our players better groomed for them. But really, other than that, not much going on. All right. I'm sure your uh, wife and family appreciate that, that you're actually around a little bit. So, uh, <laughs> Well, that, that's that a good depends. thing. It depends on how you look at it. My wife probably wants to throw me out of the house. <laughs> oh, come on now. Can't be that bad yet. Maybe next week, but not, uh, yeah. not this, week. <laughs> this week. There's too much work to be done this week. You got to be around. That's true, um, too. So, as always, we want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. Our uh, numbers have been going up every week, so we really, really appreciate that. We have listeners all over the world at this point. We appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you giving us feedback as well. Remember, we are clearing the bases at gmail.com, and we are at the CTB show on Twitter. Uh, you can also find Jimmy and myself or each on Facebook on our own private pages. You're welcome to reach out to us there as well. We do post the show. And, um, yeah, we really appreciate all the feedback and all the activity that's been going on there. We know a few people have reached out about coming on the show and things are a little hectic, a little busy. This is the holiday show that we're doing here today. So, uh, we're, we're, we're holding off on having any guests for a little bit just to kind of get through the holidays. And then we'll look towards doing something like that in the new year. Yeah. We did have a lot of people reach out. You know, it seems that with each episode, more and more people is, are starting to reach out and give us their opinions, which we love. You know the way I am. I love the debate. Give me pros, cons, and uh, I, I love to talk about it. But it just seems like it's getting to be more and more, and I love it because, again, it, it only means that more and more people are listening. Yeah, no, it's great. And it's, it's nice to know that people are interested in what we're talking about because we're talking about youth baseball and we're talking about what's best for the kids. And that's something I do want to touch on just a, a, a little bit here without dragging it, the show down at all. But so one of the people that we got feedback from from our last show, uh, I think some of what we talked about, because Jimmy and I were pretty well on the same page with the topics that we did. Um, but something that we talked about might have gotten a little misconstrued. So we just want to clarify when we were talking about uh, local facility in our area was starting up a team for essentially what appeared to be a travel team for six of you players. And both Jimmy and I came out pretty strongly opposed to that idea. And somebody had commented back to us about uh, basically discouraging kids from playing ball. 
And we just want to emphatically state that was never our intention. So definitely apologize if that was the message that came through. I thought we were pretty clear about that. You know, it's not about not playing ball. We want all those kids to play ball. We want them to play ball. We want them to go to their little leagues and their towns and help. Again, all the things we talk about over and over and over again with building the community and working from the ground up and, and learning all the basics. I, I think our our objection to the program was in an entirely different part of the program, right, Jim? Yeah, I mean, my feeling was that I, the six-year-old kids, yeah, let's get them on the field. Let's train them. Let's work with them. Let's not make it competitive. So my aim was not the six-year-old players. My aim was the organization trying to, what I felt was profit from 6U baseball players. I don't even want to say I don't see how because you can't. You can't make a competitive game with six-year-old players. You need to take six-year-old players and train them and develop them and teach them the basics so that they become better baseball players eventually. But, yeah, the target was never, ever the players. The target was the organization for what I felt was trying to make money off of six-year-old kids. You're right. Right. It's it's all a matter of what what format, what's the appropriate format at that age? And should you be in a in a game where they're keeping score and keeping batting averages and things like that with kids that are really just learning how to walk properly at that point, run properly at that point? You know, so, uh, yeah, I just just wanted to kind of get that out of the way. I hope uh, uh, don't know if anybody else took it that way. Again, I thought we were pretty clear on our stance there, but uh, just need felt the need to clarify. Yeah, and I, I believe that most people should know by now that our intentions are always what's best for the kids. It's never, ever. I mean, I if, if you're able to take four-year-old boys and start teaching them, you know, the rudimentary baseball movements and stuff like that, then yes, I'm I'm all for it. Okay, but don't tell me that you're going to take a bunch of six-year-old boys, put them on a team, and go play competitive games. You don't have a pitcher. You don't have a catcher. You don't have a shortstop. You don't have anything. <laughs> right, right. And it's it's not a matter, again, you know, there might be one kid in the town that could maybe handle something like that. But you, you're just you're just not going to convince me or, or Jimmy. I'm going to speak for you on this one. You're not going to convince us that it's a good idea. Yeah. You're, you're just not. Yeah. And also just, and then we could, we could move on from here. Yeah. One of the things that I want to make, make sure that everybody understands is that when Dave and I speak about things, it's, it's in general terms, we know that there's going to be a one-off. We know that there's going to be one six-year-old player that may have the ability to play up with seven-year-olds or eight-year-olds. He might be able to do that, but that is a very rare occurrence. We're speaking in in generalities all of the time, right? We're speaking to the masses, not the not the one off, uh, you know, next Derek Jeter or Chase Utley. We're we're talking we're talking to the the masses of kids that we hope get involved with baseball at that age and continue to play. And as we've talked about ad nauseum, that's where the biggest problem is. Uh, you know, even talking with our friend Kevin Gallagher about the whole save, save the game because the kids are not playing the game. They're not sticking with it. So then they're not watching it as they grow older. 
And this is, uh, you know, it's it's an issue. It's a major concern in uh, with baseball in this country, and we're, we're not going to feed into it. So absolutely, just just wanted to get that out of the way, and now we can talk about uh, main topic for today. And uh, this is again feedback that we got from one of our listeners. Uh, really appreciate it. It's somebody that we interact with uh, quite a bit online. So this is uh, Justin from Sarasota. Wrote us a very nice email, and we really appreciate it. Again, that's at clearingthebases at gmail.com, uh, where you can get us if you don't want to put something publicly out there on uh, Facebook or on our Twitter. So basically, Justin's background was he had a young player, uh, young son that was interested in playing, or he was interested in him playing, or a little bit of both, maybe in this case, um, but didn't, didn't really love it his first year or two playing it. So they took a break from it, and then... Uh, decided to get into it a couple of years later where he was at the point where it uh, sounds like they were in, getting into kid pitch. So probably somewhere around six, seven years old from what we can gather. So anyway, uh, he went to sign up and there wasn't enough coaches. There wasn't enough volunteers. Uh, they were going to have a team with 20 something kids on it. Obviously anybody in the right mind knows that that's not going to work out well. Uh, so he reluctantly became a coach. Uh, he had some background for playing, had played in Little League and in, in high school. So he decided to go ahead and coach, and he threw himself into it, uh, watching videos online and getting advice from other people on how to run practices and drills and things like that, uh, to the point where other people in the league took a notice and other parents and coaches really liked what he was doing. And he started to get a little bit of a, of a following there to the point where uh, they, people in his league thought it'd be a good idea for him to join the board and start making some changes with the local league, which again, if you go back and listen to many of our shows, but certainly I think it was maybe our second show that we did way back when was on what's wrong with town baseball. And uh, so, you know, where Jimmy and I stand on that, that there are plenty of opportunities for improvement there. So Justin found some of the same things that we found when we tried to first get involved way back when uh, with our leagues 10, 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was at this point. And um, so we want to talk a little bit about his experience and we'll give you some flavor of what our experiences were and we'll kind of take it from there. Yeah. One of the things that Justin had mentioned in his email was about the board of directors and the problems that he saw, which, you know, like you just said, were it's funny because it's, I guess it just doesn't change. I mean, yeah. the things that he, the things that he explained were basically the same things that were happening, whatever, 10 years ago when I was there. All the way across the country too. That's, you know, that's the other thing I was <laughs> right. of. it's not just the time, it's the location. It's, it seems like not a surprise that, this is what you run into. Right. And, you know, I thought that maybe it, it could have been, you know, we're in New York. You know, New York has a reputation of being a little harder on things than other parts of the country. So maybe it was that. But it was good to hear that. No, we're not alone in this. That, that, that <laughs> happens. Right. It happens right. everywhere. But one of the problems that I've, I've always saw with these, these board of directors with, with the local leagues is, they they have to be structured as a business, I believe, okay? 
and I'm probably saying that wrong. That's structured as they have to be run as if they were a business. Okay. Where the, the, the goal is to satisfy your customers and who are your customers? They're the players. I see too many people that, that join these boards for, or I shouldn't say I, I see, I have seen many people that join these boards that their, their reasoning is only to get like maybe a better position for themselves or maybe their, their kids in the league. And they don't approach it that they're, they're joining something that is, is, is supposed to be able to put together a good product to put out there. It's, you know, again, it goes back to everything we say all the time, Dave, it's not about winning. And, and it seems to me that when I was involved, that's what the emphasis was on. How can me personally put myself in a good position so that I could take these kids and I could get on the field and I could go and beat the crap out of everybody else? Right. And so to go back to just a little bit of, of our background, and this will add some, like I said, a little bit of uh, flavor to, to what we're talking about here. So Jimmy and I live in the same hometown. Our kids grew up in the same hometown. So the same program, that's how uh, we actually met was through through youth sports. Our kids both playing on, on the same team. I think we actually met football first and then it, it fielded over to baseball. And uh, so Jimmy's son is a year older than mine in baseball age. And so he was in the program first. And I have jimmy to thank slash blame for getting me involved on our local league because i don't know if you remember that but i don't uh, but i i sure as hell do that it was uh you know hey you know what you should help you should come join the board try to join try to join the board it's we're gonna make changes it's and and you know we're gonna get this ship shape and yeah. And then we found the, the reality, unfortunately, is the same thing as we said a decade later, all the way across the country can be the same type of experience where you've kind of have the old guard and you have the new people coming in and the new people coming in have ideas and have want to change some methodologies and things like that. And we can get into some specifics of what we've seen. And unfortunately, a lot of the older more let's call them senior members of the board like to fall back on one of my least favorite phrases but this is the way we've always done it and justin justin did mention that phrase also in his email <laughs> by the way right right so this is this is a thing where he has ideas and i'm not saying you know might have been some stuff that we gave him might have been some stuff he saw on facebook some stuff he came up with on his own but apparently he's running into the same speed bumps, we'll call them, that we used to run into with members of the board. But this is the way we've always done it. And not recognizing that, you know, our signups had dropped year over year over year. Uh, you know, you look at the historical numbers. Well, why is that? Oh, it's because of travel team. Oh, it's because of soccer. Oh, it's because of video games. Like, eh. doing one doesn't prevent you from doing another. That was something, you know, this would be one of the one of the biggest, uh, I guess we'll jump right in. One of the first topics was that, like, you know, why why are the league's populations getting smaller year after year? 
and, and I was a big believer is because we're not changing with the times. We're not making adjustments. We're doing things back at, from back in the day where you could just dictate, this is how it's going to be. Well, society doesn't work that way anymore. And you may, you have a decision to make. You can, can keep fighting that, or you can look at it and go, okay, we need to make changes. Maybe we don't need to make wholesale changes, but we need to at least make adjustments. Right. One of the things that I've, I've heard locally, like you said, in terms of making changes locally, and I think we had talked about it on, on another show earlier, is, is one of the local little leagues is having t-ball for four-year-olds, and it's free. There's no fee to play. Those type of things where you could see where that, that league is trying something different to try and bring kids into the league to start playing the game and possibly develop that passion or love for the game that we talk about all the time. But our experience has been the people that were on the board just were not open to change that I don't ever remember being in a board meeting and saying, okay, guys, listen, we have a problem. Our enrollment is dropping. Anybody have any ideas what we can do to start bringing kids back to the game? What can we do? I, I, I don't, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Dave, correct me. Did, did you ever recall having a meeting like that? I don't. No, I believe you're right. I, I, I don't believe that we actually had conversations. That I know what we did was we tried to react to the reality that our numbers were dropping down. And we did try to make some, or we did make some changes to kind of the structure of the leagues because we were going to have so few kids. So instead of having eight teams in one league and seven teams in another league, we wound up having to kind of readjust the age groupings a little bit and things like that. Right. So we were, we were being reactive, but we were not uh, brainstorming. And we were not, quite frankly, a, as a group, we were not looking for solutions to that as a problem. Uh, I, I think we were acknowledging the problem, but there was a lot of excuses that were coming up about that. And it was as though there was there was nothing that we could do about that. Let's just focus on what do we do now? And even right. that and even that became arguments uh, as opposed to just keep doing it the way we're doing it. So and I'll give you the, the example I remember. Was so we had from from the ages nine to twelve we had three different leagues. We had all the nine year olds. So starting at the top, we had like the the twelve year olds that were all stars the year before, and the eleven year olds that were all stars the year before in one league, and then filled in with like the rest of the twelve year olds. And then we had a middle league where we had kind of the kids that weren't quite ready for that major league i think it was that was the american league and then we had the the national league was the kids that didn't quite make it so we had like the 10 year old all-stars and then kind of the 11s and 12s that weren't good enough to to, to play in that top league and then we had the nine and 10 year olds so we had three leagues amongst those four years and i know at one point we actually dropped that down to two because we had so few kids we were going to have like three teams in one of the leagues yeah and it was going to be ridiculous they were going to play each other eight times during <laughs> during the year Right. And and that goes back to really, really the crux of the problem where nothing from what you just explained, nothing was done to say, how do we how are we going to bring these numbers up? What we did is said, let's just shuffle stuff around so that we, we just change. We, right. And may, maybe it was just changing for the sake of change. I don't know. But and one of the things that was brought out in the email 
was and something that you and I experienced a lot was the fighting that goes on and the arguing that, the arguing that goes on between board members. There was very, very little when there was when there was an issue, there was very, very little civil conversation about how to fix it. It was always like you said, this is the way we always did it. So I think what what Justin is bringing out here is seems like he has the same problems that we had. How do you fix it? What's the way to make this better? I mean, I have my ideas. But I don't know if you want to you want to take the lead on it. Yeah. So, I mean, I know you look at like what you tried to do with our league was bring in some like minded people. And when I say that, I don't mean people that just were sitting there agreeing. You know, you and I on the show, we don't agree with everything that is said, but more like minded in that you're open to the idea that there's a better way to do things. And even even as simple of a concept as that was like revolutionary back then Uh, because I know uh, myself and there was at least two other guys that we all came in at the same, the three of us at least came in at the same time. I may be forgetting another one or two. And I don't know, what do we have? 15 people on the board, maybe something like that, Uh, you know, give or take uh, with the different positions that are out there. So we came in and just to get an idea of, how little involvement that there was. And we had a good size, we had a good size league. I'm going to say we had upwards of 500 kids, 700 kids, something like that. Again, it's been a long time, but I'm thinking like, so, so we, we pulled from a quite a large group. When you go on to any type of board, something like this, you think about for our listeners, any type of group that you're in generally, when you want to participate and actually hold a membership, uh, uh, an actual position they're generally elected positions where you may have to run against you would typically run against somebody else and state your case as to why you should you would be better than the person that was there or if there's multiple people coming. I know the time that we came in, we didn't have to run against anybody. Basically, exactly. and again, if it was three of us, it's like, all right, well, we have three open positions and there's three people. So which one, which one of you three <laughs> wants this position? Which right. one of you three wants the other position? Right. Um so, and I can tell you, I think I was on the board probably five years and that stayed the same slash got worse as we went along. Cause I think even by the last year that I was on the board, several of us wound up taking multiple positions over because we had so little community involvement at that point. Right. Now, years ago, my, my older brother was involved with a, another little league that was a little ways from where we are, and they had standards and requirements for who could sit on that board. It just couldn't be anybody that just threw their hat in the ring. And I, I don't recall, and I don't want to offend anyone when I when I say this, but I do remember, and I'm pretty sure I'm right, is that like in order to be president of that league, you had to be a professional business person. And it could have been a business leader it could have been a doctor it could have been a lawyer it could have been a dentist it had to be somebody that was in a position in their work life that was a leadership role so somebody that knew how to lead and one of the problems that i saw in our league were the presidents that we had during the time i was involved were not leaders they were definitely not leaders 
and I, I, I don't know, maybe your experience was the same. I know that we, we, we were there for a while together, but then, you know, th there were times where we weren't. Yeah, no, I mean, ours, um, I mean, so you're saying that was, that was your brother's hometown league that had that. Correct. Uh, that role in there. Yeah. And, and I don't know that I'm even, I would even be in favor of that necessarily. Um, I know we had, we definitely didn't have that. Uh, I mean, I, I was quite surprised by who the president was when I joined the board. Uh, he definitely, I mean, I wouldn't say he's not, he wasn't a leader. He wasn't an effective leader. That's for sure. He wasn't well-spoken, uh, that type of thing. So, I mean, you know, there, there's obviously there's different things you could put in there. That's one of those things. I think that becomes a slippery slope because, you know, a, it becomes very difficult, very difficult because you're talking about it's all volunteer positions, right? So, you know, just like with coaches where you say, well, that guy's a bad coach, so he shouldn't be allowed to coach. Okay, well, who's going to step up and take his place? Oh, we don't have anybody to take his place. Okay, so then we have to keep this guy in there. Um, and we ran into the same types of situations with board members where there was people that clearly should not have been there, uh, in my humble opinion, should not have been there. And yet, again, when you have very little community involvement and it's kind of a, a situation i think of like a snake eating its own tail where you don't have that much involvement because the thing has been run poorly for so many years that people don't want to join up well we need more people to join up so we can make those changes well but i don't want to join up because it's such a dysfunctional organization and you know so you know you were able to sucker me and a couple other people into <laughs> jumping in um and then we immediately would have those you know banging your head against the wall uh, situations but, but you see this is this is another thing that that i still to this day cannot understand about what happened there when you know when you and i were involved we we were bringing people on that had good baseball experience had the right attitude had the right objective in mind that it was all about the kids we wanted parity in the league we wanted to make it so that everybody had fun we had a, a a zero tolerance policy for you know unruly parents unruly coaches and that type we all believe that the, you know the, the people that i know that i tried to get on the board you know guys such as you and a few others that right. um that came on why were i i never understood why we were never able to gain control of the league so, because we were the only ones in my feeling, I could be a hundred percent wrong, but we were the only ones there that really were there for the right reasons. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to say the, the only ones, but no, that, that might be a little, well, but it does, it does come down to leadership. Okay. So first of all, you have, you have a president and we had rules in place where you had to be on the board for X number of years. And again, this is over a decade ago, so I, I don't remember what that was, but it might have been four years, five years, something like that. Does that, that sound something familiar? Like that, yeah. yeah. So which was which was good because you should have experience with how the league works. You should how the league works now. Again, you can't you shouldn't be making changes to something unless you understand how it works to start with. Um, so you did have to be on the board for a number of years before you could be vice president. And then you had to be, uh, I think you had to be on the, maybe on the executive committee before you could be president or something like that. So we, we had some steps in there, but so what you had was almost like, I hate to use the term, but almost like the good old boys network 
where, you know, these guys were all of the same mindset. And that mindset was, this is how we've always done it. So we're going to continue to do it. So how come you can't get traction? Because you sit there and you, you propose something and you get into a discussion, which turns into an argument. And then by the time you go to vote, you've got people that are, I don't know, afraid of aggravating the sitting president for some reason because they had so much control at that point you know it was was things like that there was there was multiple times where uh you know we we tried to implement changes changes in terms of coaches had to participate in uh clinics right we wanted them to do the uh the certain certain clinics where they were going to be able to teach their kid everybody was going to be able to teach their kids the same type of methodology uh, that was purported. We were a Babe Ruth league, so they had things through Babe Ruth and Cal Ripken that that we wanted everybody to do, and everybody would joke around about it. And if they didn't do it, there was no consequences and things like that. So it, a lot of it, it was just the the basic structure of the board being so much of the old guard, and everybody's vote counting the same, having the same weight. If you've got fifteen guys in the room and there's only all right, great. You know, there was yourself and there was another one or two, I think, that came in sort of the same class as you that I'm, I'm thinking of. And he had myself and like maybe another two guys. Um, you know, it takes multiple years before you can get that change over. And I think what we saw was several people leave. I think they came in with you already had got so kind of disgusted with everything. So we didn't have. It wasn't, even though we might have had three new three new people a year, but by the third year, a couple of those people already dropped out. So we didn't have we we never had the numbers. Is really what it boiled down to in a lot of cases. Right. Well, the, the other thing too is, and this this would play into it. If if you were a father who had three boys, you were going to be there a lot longer than somebody like me that had two girls and then one boy. So I was really there for the time that my son was playing and then my belief is that <laughs> any board in a local league would be better. And I know this is not practical. However, the board would be better off if they had people on that board who didn't have kids in the league that had nobody in the league that were baseball people that knew what to do. And after my son aged out, I stayed on the board. You, you were there. Yep. Yep. I was treated like, like a, I don't know, like the worst thing on the face of the earth. What are you doing here? And I'm like, well, I, it's my community. I want to help. Right. Oh, I, I, me out. yeah. I, I remember that distinctly. And it, it, it's funny to say it because there was two members on the board. So, and again, we're not going to drag anybody's name through the mud or anything like that, but I'm sure you know who I'm speaking of, but there was two members on the board that were in prominent positions that uh, did not have kids in the program anymore. When, when we came in and our kids were younger, uh, you know, when I, I got in, I think my kid was probably eight, maybe nine when I first started uh, on the board had been in the league since he was, I think at that point we started at six, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. I think six was T-ball seven and eight was coach pitch. And then we started off with regular little league age at nine. Um, now, of course, those ages are all pushed way, way forward down to four and five. But back then, that's what it was. So I think I, I think my kid was eight or nine when I started on the board. 
so I and I had a younger son, so I was planning on being there for another probably ten years at that right. point. Uh, and there was there's so anyway, so there was two two guys who did not have kids in the program, or maybe the one guy the kid was in the the big league, seventeen years old, something like that. Um, and they were two of the worst guys. Right. They were they were two of the worst guys in terms of this is how we always did it. We can do no wrong. You know, the, you know, we meaning like the two of them could do no wrong. If they disagreed with something, it wasn't going to get done uh, to the point where one of the guys I know, I don't I think you were still there because uh, he also coached a team or he would coach a team or two, especially if the league needed. They didn't have enough volunteers. He would take a team. So, again, it was a weird dichotomy where in some ways I really had respect for the guy because he was still putting in time and effort and he didn't have the catch. But it just it, but his thought process was just terrible uh, in a lot of ways for for the programs. And uh, he got into a fight with a with a, a coach of the, of the other team of like a 10 year old, nine and 10 year old league. And he, to the end, swore he did nothing wrong. Right. Right. And I'm like, you, you, can't have, you can't have done nothing wrong if you got into a physical altercation with another coach from another team. I don't care how big of a jerk the guy was. You can't. You can't then right. say, I did, I did nothing wrong. We are still talking about a 9, 10-year-old, 11-year-old, whatever it was, Little League game. It goes back um, to what I was saying about leadership. Now, a leader would right. never do that. Right. Would never do that and would never hold up for that. For somebody right. else doing it. That's the other thing. It's it's not just the it's not just the the leadership aspect of that person wouldn't do it. You can't put up with that. Right. Um, and I, I think he was removed as a coach, but he stayed on as a board member. And I right. remember having that argument with some of the other board members. What message are we sending? Right. You know, so um, and get him voted down. And that was, you know, again, the the beginnings of the frustration. So back to oh, solutions. Well, Okay, well, sorry, go ahead. I just I just want to add something in there to to just kind of solidify my point, what I was saying about being somebody who is doesn't necessarily have a kid in the league, because I looked it up in, in the um the Babe Ruth, Cal Ripken, I guess they call it their president's handbook, which is you know their 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 rules and regulations and their suggestions. And that's another thing that I don't like is, is the word suggestions because that leaves it way too open. But anyway, right. they're talking about the president's position, the president of the league. And it says it is highly recommended a local league president not be connected with any team such as a manager or coach and not be an umpire of his league. So what better person to put in there some, than somebody who doesn't have a kid in the league? Right, right. No, no, absolutely. I, ideally, that that should have worked out well. Um, it was just there. Obviously, that can't be. And I know you're not suggesting that that's the only criteria, but no. that should be a a decent starting point. And it's not to say that if you have kids in the league, you can't be looking at it altruistically, because I like to think that for overwhelming majority of the time, that was the way I handled it. There was multiple decisions that I agreed with on the board that did not benefit me. And my kids um, that were there. And uh, but that's just unfortunately the nature of most people is not necessarily to go that route, especially with baseball seems to attract. And maybe it's the same in other sports. I don't know. I only got heavily involved in baseball uh, where it seems the people that go on the board, it seems to be it seems to attract the people that are enjoying the power a little too much. We'll say yes. Yes, and I, I believe, Dave, that's why they go there. 
they go there for that power. Um, when I was when I was coaching the All Star team, I was coaching at the time the president's son was on my team. So the after the first year, he didn't like the the way I was handling playing time with his son. Now his son was getting just as much playing time as everybody else, but he didn't like it. So what does he do? He appoints himself as one of my assistant coaches. These are the things that just should never happen. And it was, it it worked out. I mean, I I made it because I I didn't want to cause any problems in in front of the boys. I just didn't, I, I just didn't want the boys to see that type of stuff. So I made it work. But that's a ridiculous thing. You're the president, so I'm just, all right, I'm going to decide I'm coming to coach with your team. And I fought it. And I told him, I said, no. I said, I don't want you there. And he's the president. He put himself there. <laughs> you know, what was I going to do? You know, lock him in his car? Right. So, so, yes, and on top of that, if you recall, just back something else that you just already talked about, that anybody on the board should not be involved in the league that they're in. He was the president of the league. He was also a coach in the league that his son was playing in. Exactly. So again, when you look at if there is any kind of discrepancy, and I remember having this discussion on the board, and it was uncomfortable because you're having the discussion in front of the person who this is directly affecting, and they are going to take it personally. And as much as I, I can remember emphatically stating that this is not, this is, you know, before any issues happened or anything else, this was in the beginning of the season where I said, okay, our bylaws of our league stated this, that you sh- you cannot be involved. You can't be on the board to make decisions for the league that you are actively participating in, that you have kids in, which makes sense. Because obviously the human nature is you're going to do things that are to your own team and your own kids benefit. That's the nature of the beast. We all want to protect our kids and want the best for it, blah, blah, blah. So. But yes, yeah, so first he was able to be the president when his kid was in the league. He was able to make decisions regarding that league that he was coaching on. He was a head coach in that league. And these are things that said, okay, we're not supposed to do that. And it was like, and it was taken as a personal attack against them. I'm like, this has nothing to do with your you and your name. It's the position, it's the title you're not supposed to be. Cause I think he was also, I think he also ran the league that you guys were in. He was the league director, I think, for that league also. So he was, I think, if I remember correctly, he was the league director of that league that you were in, and he was the president of the board, which you're not supposed to be, because obviously you're only going to agree with yourself when it comes time to vote on things, right? right? Yeah. And and his kid was in the league. So yeah, that that was- Wasn't a, He was also oh, coaching a team in that. That's so what he was, he was a yes. coach, he was a director, and he was the president of the league. And he was the president of the league, yes. And- we allowed that to happen. And when I say we, you and I were both part of it. And that's when you look back and you go, how the hell did that happen? You go, right. well, two factors. One, we got outvoted. And two, we didn't have somebody else to step in and take the place. Right. You know, yeah. that's yeah. that's the other thing. So, again, and I think this is, again, this is one of these calls. <laughs> this is one of the shows that you and I could do for four hours talking about all the, all the problems. So let's, let's get into, you know, let's, let's start trying to focus on what we talked. We said 40 minutes ago, we were going to do start focusing on what can be done in these cases. 
I think it was good to go through what we just did only to let people know, and especially Justin, who wrote the email, that, yeah, you're not alone. This has been going on for years and years and years. And, you know, we've talked about it many times. We have what we think are, are I don't want to say solutions, but ways to make it better. But it, it, it takes people that understand what this is, is about to get involved before anything is going to change. The, the more that we keep doing, again, doing the same thing over and over again, because that's the way we've always done it, it's not working and it hasn't worked. Yes, and uh, one of my famous sayings, uh, I, I use it all the time at work, I, I use it in my personal life, is I'm not a big believer that misery loves company. I know that's a, that's a trite old saying. Um, so I don't know if that brings any comfort or solace to our listeners that it is similar or can be the same in, in other areas of the country and other leagues and through different time frames. Um, but it doesn't mean that we give up and it doesn't mean that we stop looking for solutions. Uh, but yes, you have to understand how something's working now to take it apart and then say, okay, how do we move forward? How do we get this going forward? So one of the biggest things that I think is kind of what what you tried to do. And like I said, it's something, I don't know if it can be done as a revolution. It, it does to some degree have to be an evolution of getting that new blood in on the board. Now you have to get like-minded people involved. And again, just can't stress this enough. Doesn't mean that you guys are going to agree on everything, but it's certainly to be open to the idea of making changes and you know, why else are you joining? If you're just joining to get the title and to, I don't know, go to a meeting once every two weeks or once a month or whatever it is and have a plaque with your name on it that says I'm the, you know, director of major purchases or I'm the head of the umpires or whatever, you know, don't. But if you are interested in doing it, 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 it just go into it with open eyes. It's a thankless task. You know, it, it really is. There's not a lot of people that are going to know that you're responsible for helping to make this great change. Uh, but that's, you know, yet you have to be ready to fight the good fight and, and put in the time and put in the effort to get things done. So the biggest thing I think is doing that because it's, it's much, it's probably in most cases easier to get new open-minded people in than it is to change kind of an old dog, teaching an old dog new tricks type of thing and getting people that have been there for a long time to all of a sudden do a 180 and start looking at things uh, in a new and a different way. Yeah. I also think that a lot of people don't get involved because they feel that they don't know the game of baseball as much as they... They feel like they don't know the game well enough to be on the board of directors. So I think a lot of people shy away for that reason. And you, my feeling is you don't have to be a baseball person. You really don't to, to be on the board of directors. Because most of the stuff is, is pretty much common sense. You as, as a person on the board of directors is not going to be in charge with developing baseball players. I mean, it, it may be another thing that you're doing but it's not solely what you're doing on that board. It, it doesn't, you're not doing that, but you're, you're trying to create an environment that's good for all kids to learn. And to me, most of that stuff is one, most of it is common sense Two, 
most of these leagues have these president's handbooks or these bylaws, like you said, that you could follow and implement. You just need some strong people that are going to say enough is enough. This league is being run poorly. Is all we do is come to board meetings and fight with each other. There's fighting on it. I mean, there's all you hear about is fighting. Uh, people fighting with umpires, coaches fighting with fight uh, with, with other coaches, board members fighting in board meetings. What are we talking about? Right. Losing sight of at the end of the day, we're supposed to be again, we're supposed to be doing it for the kids. We're supposed to be the adults in the room. We're supposed to be making decisions to get the league better, which will get the which will get more kids interested in playing and the league can then grow from there. Right. But yeah, so if we can get getting some fresh blood in there that are going in with eyes open, with ears open to learn how things are being done, but to also be able to recognize that, okay, hey. We need to make some changes. This is and and here's what we do: be open to other leagues' ideas. If something's working someplace else, like, there were so many times ideas were brought in because they saw that something was working someplace else. Like, oh no, no, we're not going to do it that way. And like, okay, we can just put our head in the sand and and just watch our numbers continue to dwindle. And all that you know, I know it's something else near and dear to your heart. You know, I know at one point it was like the main concern of the board for. A couple of years seemed to be how was our 12U all-star team doing in the districts? You yeah. know, and it's like, you know, and, and it was this philosophy of and it's this where I, I I didn't want to get back into other pro- other problems. Like I said, we could do a four-hour show on this. Um I'm gonna cut you off for a second though, because I do have something to your point, what you just said about learning from other leagues, because this happened. And when when we were playing in the state tournament. There was a, um, a, another town in upstate New York, and you probably know who I'm talking about, who had several teams always in the state tournament. They had a white team and a green team. And yep. I did a little research to say, well, wait a minute. They seem to be doing things right. They're putting you know, quality teams on the field, never see their coaches out of order at all. Their parents were all very well-behaved. There was no problems. I was like, hmm, this is something that we should look into. So I did. And lo and behold, they actually have, or they did at the time, they had their, I guess it was like their bylaws. It was their rules and regulations. And it was quite lengthy. And I downloaded it and I went through it and I brought it to a board meeting. I said, guys, they're very successful. Let's take some stuff from this and see if we can implement it into our league to make our league better. And I was, forget about it. I was shot down like I was a mass murderer. I remember that, actually. Now that you're, you're saying that, I, I recall that. Uh, I remember going through because it was lengthy. And I remember, I think uh, you had emailed it out to everybody ahead of time so you, everybody could look at it. Of course, 70% of the guys didn't, didn't, didn't even open it up. And that's the thing. If you're going to go into, if you're going to go into anything that you're doing with complete closed mindedness, how far are you going to get? You know, yeah. if, if what you're doing is not truly working, you know, and you just to get definition of insanity, just keep doing the same thing, expecting the same results. So, yeah, I mean, that's a big thing is looking at what what other leagues, not just in your local area, but around, you know, you, you could go anywhere in the country just because somebody's in Chicago doesn't mean it won't work in Texas or vice versa or whatever. Um, sure. And it's not even like, OK. Again, I remember this is not like, like, okay, this is what we need to file. This is our new manual. It's like, no, let's look at what pieces of this we can take and use and say, okay, 
maybe we don't want to change this, but we should look at changing this and that type of thing. So, but again, it, it, I think that one again boiled down to timing where there just wasn't enough of the newer blood on the board to get anything like that through. Right. You, you have to have the same thing that we talk about in coaching. So your, your top four officials on most of these board of directors are your president, your vice president, your secretary, and your treasurer. Those four people have to have a growth mindset. They, they have to be willing to learn. They have to be open to new ideas. And you know what? If, if you're running your league and there's no problems and everything is going fine, then great. Leave it alone. But I bet you there's very few leagues in the country that, that are like that, where at least a little bit of tweaking here and there or a, another way of doing something should not be looked at. It should be. You should look at different. But again, I'm, I'm rambling. It goes back to everybody on, on there has to have that, um, that, that, that ability to keep learning, not to just be very closed minded. And I think that's where you start. So if, if, if you put someone in there as president, vice president, secretary, treasurer that, don't, that, that do not have that growth mindset, you're setting yourself up for failure. If they go in there and they're closed-minded, because again, that's my experience. What I saw was those people that were in those positions, they didn't want to hear anything from anybody else. All they want to do is walk into the meeting and say, what are we doing for fundraising? When are we picking the all-star team? And who's going to be the all-star manager? That was the board of directors meeting. Right. Yeah. So it was a little bit of sharing of information from each league and each, each different department, so to speak, but there really wasn't any problem solving going on there. No, um, there so, no right. Right. So um, yeah, so that's, that's a, a big thing is getting people in there and, and it's easier said than done, but it's, you, you got to shake the tree. You know, you, you have to do it. Um, you're sending out emails to every parent in the league. Everybody signs up. I'm sure every league has the ability to do online signups. And I'm sure most of you guys are doing, especially the last couple of years with COVID. But uh, so you're doing online signup, which means you have everybody's email address. So you do blast emails, do it once a week for, you know, a month before the next board meeting type of thing. Like, Hey, you got to, if you want to be involved, you want to see the league get better, come to the board meeting, get involved, join up. That's the thing. Like I said, by the time it was at the point where I needed to get off the board, I said several of us took on multiple positions because there was so little involvement at that point. Yeah. Um, and our league hadn't dropped. Our, our numbers had gone down, but we had started to stabilize uh, because we were able to get some changes made that that were for the better. Uh, again, after three or four years, now you do have enough young kind of young blood uh, there and, and the old guard was uh, was was stepping aside. So we were able to get some changes made. Uh, but then it also boils down to are you getting the right people in there? Uh, because there's the people that are there for selfish reasons, because they want their kids all star team to do better. They want their kid, you know, their kids team to get the advantage, uh, you know. And again, I don't want to go down that road of all the, the problems, but as far as the solutions go, uh, so you know, Justin or you know any of the other good friends of the show that we've talked to, all the listeners out there, talk amongst the other parents. 
you know, when you're there, you're there to watch your kid play because you certainly don't have to be a coach. That's the other thing. Almost everybody on the board, maybe I'll say everybody that was on the board when when I was there, with the exception of like maybe one or two people, were also coaches in the league. Yes. Um, and some of us coached multiple teams in the league because I had I had two kids in the league and I was coaching multiple kids. So doing all of that and being on the board, it starts to run you thin. You know, it's it's sure. a volunteer thing. It's it's not a, supposed to be a full time job. So getting people involved that are not already coaches that to me is a huge part of it right. because again they're less likely to try to do things that are for the good of their team. They're more likely to try to do things that are for the good of the league. And sure. oftentimes those can be two separate ideas. Right? I think most of the, I think most of the time they are, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, the other thing too, is it becomes a vicious cycle because the board is so unruly and, you know, there is so much disarray, the good people that might want to get involved shy away from it because they say wait a minute i'm not going to get involved in this because all they do is fight and yell and scream at each other i i don't i don't need that you know so it's it's difficult i mean there's no way that i'm going to sit here and say that there's there's an easy solution to this there isn't until the world you know gets uh, some kind of awakening where they understand that this is just about the kids stop trying to manipulate things so that it's benefit for you or benefit for your team or, you know, all of these selfish reasons. It's about the kids. Right. Right. So getting, getting new people in there, getting people involved that again, don't have necessarily a vested interest in uh, specific teams, all-star teams. That was the other thing. Almost everybody that was on the board, their kids were the better players in the league. So they were all all-star players. So then you get arguments from parents about, well, why are the all-stars being run this way? Oh, because everybody that's making decisions are, are kids who's, uh, you know, parents of, of kids that are already on the all-star team. So that would be the big thing to me is probably getting as many people there. Uh, and, and again, each of the leagues around the, the country certainly could be run differently. What is the structure of, of your board? What are the structure? What positions are do you guys have? Should you have different positions available? Again, look at other leagues and what they're doing. You want to look into how how are board members selected? Is there an election process or is it just if you happen to show up on the right night, now you're on the board? Um, so you want to look at that. But encouraging parents, um, more parents to get involved. Are your meetings open to the public? Okay, so that people can come and look at watch a meeting and see what happens here, um, you know those kinds of things. But the the league should be encouraging parents to go. Uh, again, I'll, we'll use our old league as an example. You know, we met in a room. Say there was fifteen of us in there. I think it probably held seventeen people. Right. You know. So right, right. you know, <laughs> it was like. You know, because I remember, again, my kid was in the league for two or three years before I went. When you first approached me about getting on the board, I didn't even know what the board was. I didn't even know it existed. I didn't know when the meetings were. And I'm like, right. and, you know, and I'm pretty interested in baseball. So, right. you know, it was like, you know, what are you guys doing? What are you doing as a league to get the word out that this is important and this is where the decisions are made? And, and you know, you don't like what's going on there? Get involved. Join up. Right. And it doesn't mean, again, doesn't mean it's going to become a full-time job, but come to a meeting or two, see how it's going on. If you don't like what's happening, get involved and, and run for a position. That was a thing where there were so few actual elections 
the years I was there is like, if there was somebody in a position, nobody would run against them. Right. Because we get awkward. It'd be like, you know, okay, well, there's a treasury position. I, I want to be the treasurer. Well, we already have a treasurer. Why don't you take the equipment position? Because that position's open. Uh, okay, but I don't want to be the equipment manager. I could be the treasurer. <laughs> right. I have a banking. I have a banking background. I do accounting. I could be. You know, I I think I would be good as a treasurer. Well, why don't you start over here? You know, those types of things go on. The kind of almost like you know, and and it gets very awkward when you're sitting in a little room with somebody and you want to run for their position. So you do have to you have to be a little tough about right. about that but stuff if, too. If I remember correctly, with that though, didn't. Didn't you have to be nominated to, to run? Didn't they nominate people? I don't I, I don't even remember. Yeah, but you showed up, you got nominated because there was nobody, <laughs> there was nobody no, 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 else no. running. I, I meant in a, in a perfect world, like, you know, if there were two or three people that were running for a, per, uh, a specific position, they would have to be nominated. The board would have to prove for them to run or something like that. I don't I, remember, I be- but I, I... I believe so. And actually, if I remember correctly, I was actually against that because how else do you keep the, the old boys mentality? Like, Okay, somebody on the board would have to nominate somebody new to run against the person that's sitting next to them. Well, that's why I brought it up. Right, yeah. right, right. So that's where again, so you got to look at look at the things that are in your bylaws that are from thirty years ago and doesn't make sense today. Um, again, because a lot of it a, doesn't. In a in a perfect world, I would love to go to the next local board meeting and say, you know, introduce myself. How's everybody doing? I want to run for president of your league. I would get like chased out of that room with bats. Of course, of course. <laughs> you know, well, you everybody. Have, well, you have you have quite the reputation around here, so that's that's a bad example. But <laughs> but but Gee, thanks um, for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't let the, you know. I can't go a whole show without making making a comment like that. So so um, yeah, I mean that that would be the thing. You know, the, these things are supposed to be open. It's supposed to be a community led program yeah is it you know so and, like and, look in the mirror see if it is and and to be honest with you if 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 i thought that was feasible i would definitely go and i would do it i would volunteer my time to go and help run that league to try and make it a better place but again and just like justin explained somebody like me they would run out of there in a heartbeat because they would know that i'm going to do whatever's best for the boys regardless, you know, and yourself included, if let's say you and I both said, look, me and Dave want to run for uh, president and vice president and try to make wholesale changes in the league for the better, we would be run out of there because we would be impartial. We would be doing it for all of the right reasons. So I guess what I'm getting at is that it's, it's just something that to do it the right way, to make that type of, change to it is just very very difficult and i mean i i can't i can't come up with a solution other than to try to find people to run the league that you know are not coaches managers involved in the league right right and and like i said i mean the, the way most uh i i would bet most bylaws do have something in there about some kind of tenure uh so yeah maybe you have to start as a lower level board position and then you can move up to be on the executive board again. Treasurer, president, vice president, uh, secretary is typically the uh, the executive board. Uh, so maybe you have to do that for a year or two, and then maybe you can get in 
to try to run to be vice president or president, something like that. And there's some merit to having those kinds of rules in there. Uh, but those are the types of things that, that you got to look for. So uh, at this point, I think we want to throw it out to the listeners, throw it out to the community. Uh, let us know. Let us know what you think. Uh, what are you doing in your leagues? What has worked? What hasn't worked in terms of this? How do you try to get, uh, I don't want to say wholesale changes, because sometimes it may be adjustments that need that that should be made because we should be looking at that too. It's not like you're we're not always looking to reinvent the wheel. Uh, some things are working well doesn't mean that they can't work better. So right. we want we want to get ideas on that as well. Uh, let's all pitch in. We can only get better for it. Get some open some good open discussion and honest dialogue about it. And uh, let us know what you think. Reach out to us. Uh, shoot us a note at clearingthebases at gmail.com. Uh, let us know on Twitter at the CTB show. That's at the CTB show on Twitter. Uh, Jimmy and myself, both with our Facebook pages, Jimmy, Phil and Jerry, David Friedman. You can look us up. You'll find us. Uh, so, yeah, let us know what kind of ideas you've got going on out there. Like I said, what has worked for you? What have you tried to do that uh, that that maybe wasn't so successful? Uh, because we can always learn from we learn from our mistakes just as well as we learn from our successes. Sometimes we learn more from that. So we definitely want to open up to, uh, to the community. Uh, like we continually say, don't want it to just be Jimmy and I sitting here talking to, talking to each other. We want to know what you guys have to say as well. I would really love to hear from people out there that have leagues that are running well. I would really like, cause we know what the problems are. Like, you know, like I said, Justin sent the email, the problems that he's experiencing are the same ones that, you know, we experienced, you know, years ago when we were, we were on our local board. So apparently things are not changing. I would love to hear from people that would be able to say, hey, Jimmy, Dave, this is the way we do it. And our numbers are rising and everybody's happy. And, you know, I mean, I know that you're not going to make everybody happy, but if you can get the majority of your league to be happy and enjoy and have fun, boy, would well, I'd love to hear from you. Let's help each other out. Let's build just as our community and you want to build your own communities back where you live. Let's continue to build this community that, that we've been working on here. And uh, let's let's pitch in and help everybody out. Yeah, I, uh, I'd like I said, I, I, I know I'm repeating myself, but I would love to hear. I would love to hear it so that we could help. I mean, let's face it, our goal from day one when we started this podcast was, you know, to have the exchange of ideas to try and make the youth baseball world a better place. And it's it's a pretty powerful medium where we do have a lot of people that listen to us and it's growing all the time. So listen. If you're out there and it's going well and things are good, good. Talk to us. You know, maybe we'll bring you on the show. We could let everybody know how to do it. And hopefully if we can change one league somewhere in the country, then we did our job. Right. And hopefully that one can start to spread because we'd start sharing the success stories and maybe we can do what we're trying to do again, like our friend Kevin Gallagher, saving the game, right? It starts with us. It starts as a grassroots thing. It starts with the youth baseball players. Uh, it has to work upwards from there. So uh, let us know. Let us know how you're feeling. So uh, that's going to do it for this week's show. Remember, please rate, uh, review us, 
when you're listening, go on to your, uh, your Apple podcast, Spotify, whatnot, review us on there. Give us the five stars. It's really important. Subscribe to the show. We want our download numbers to keep going up so more people can hear what we have to say and uh, join in on the fun that we have with our community. It's been awesome and we want to uh, see it continue to grow. And always remember, it's only the two things, two main things in life that we can control at all times are our own effort and our own attitude. Go into everything with a positive mental attitude, PMA. Give it 100% effort. Good things will follow. Final thoughts, Coach? Yeah, I just want to remind everybody what we say all the time is that it has to be fun for the boys, for the kids. I shouldn't say the boys because they're girls who play Little League also. It has to be fun for the kids. Let's let's do the best that we can. You know, we don't need to fight fight with each other as board members. We, you know, we want to try and, and create a, a fun environment for everybody, for the parents too. I mean, go to the games, enjoy yourselves, laugh, joke, have a good time. That's what it's supposed to be about. So let's let let's keep that in mind that, that in the end it's all about the fun. So and like usual, I'll leave you with people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you.